Hi guys, welcome back to Swish Podcast. I'm Jake. I'm also Jake. Welcome back to another episode. Today we'll be doing weekly roundup, talking some sports with our friends. Today we have our friend Ben and our friend Drew. What's going on, guys? Hi. Hi. Thank you guys for coming on. So we'll start off with some talking to MLB. We know we, we saw the season start up, which I'm very happy about. So let's talk about the Yankees Nats on on um, Thursday. So, what did you guys think of that game? Jake, you could start off. Um, well, the Yankees won, so I'm happy. And Giancarlo Stanton hit a home run, so I'm also happy. But that rained out. And also, to say, the Fauci guy is an absolute terrible pitcher. I could agree with that. What do you think of Garrett Cole, Jake? Um, he pitched very, very well. I think he only had four or five strikeouts, but he only gave up one run. So, he pitched very good. Okay, so my take on the game was it was a great game. I think the score could have been different if it went a little longer, you know. It could have been like the Nats could have scored another run, the Yankees could have scored another run. But overall, it was just great to see some baseball back. I was very happy to watch it. You know, like you said, Garrett Cole, he pitched pretty well. You know, obviously, he didn't get to finish his start, basically, because I think he would have got another inning or two. And Scherzer, we saw, didn't really have his best opening day start the last few years. He's been a little struggling on opening day, but he always bounces back later in the year. So, Ben and Drew, what was your take on the game? Um, I thought the Yankees played really well, and I thought John Carlos Stanton is so always inconsistent, but he hit a dinger. Um, and also, Garrett Cole, he, he didn't have, like, a crazy strikeout, crazy amount of strikeouts, but he only let up one run and got the win, and that's all that moved. Yeah, so the Yankees played very well. John Carlos Stanton did hit a bomb, and he, even though Garrett Cole, like, he didn't have so many strikeouts, but he did what he had to do to win the game. Yeah. So we're going to talk about a little more MLB before we start, uh, before we go into the NBA topic to the NFL. So we, um, yesterday, let's just talk about one game in Pacific, the, the Mets and the the Braves played yesterday. The Mets won one zip. It was a very, it was a pitcher's duel until the end. Cespedes hit a bomb. So Jake, Ben, or Drew, which one you guys want to talk about it first? Um, we'll talk about the Mets game. I thought it was a very interesting game. Not a lot of action hitting wise, but it was, so it was a pitcher's duel pretty much with Sir Mike Soroka and. Um, no, and Jacob DeGrom, I thought it was a very interesting game. I thought Ioannis Cespedes had his first home run in two and a half years, so very good hit, good job by him. Probably he'll be on the IL in about 10 days, but don't worry. Hey, hey, uh, hey I don't agree with that, Jake. Uh, but other than that, I thought it was a interesting, but not, I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't say boring, just not that interesting of a game because well, not that much action hit on the hitting side, but a very solid game in the Mets one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, agreeing with Jake, Cespedes had, like, never hit a home run. And it proved that DeGrom is one of the best pitchers in the league, if not one of the best, if not a top three pitcher in the league. So it was a really just pitcher's duel, but Cespedes hit just a bomb at the end. Yeah, on top of that, I know uh, the Mets only let up three hits, which is amazing. And then Cespedes hit a home run first in a while. I think hopefully he doesn't get injured because he always does. That's what happens. Yeah, we really saw the best pitcher on baseball throw five scoreless innings. You mean Obviously, second best, right? 
Um, Jake, I know you disagree with that, but I think he's the best. Yeah, he's the best. Second best. Second best. Second best. Okay, that's it. We'll, we'll do another podcast on that today. But <laughs> moving on, let's talk some NBA scrimmages. Jake, you want to start us off? Um, yeah. So, we've seen a bunch of scrimmages so far. In the first game we saw, I believe it was the Magic versus the Clippers, I believe okay. it was. Yeah. I think that game went... I think all the scrimmages have been going on are good. I, we, I know we saw Bobo playing very, very good. He had 16-10 and I think 4-6, which is insane from a guy that... Had a career average last season of 0.02, so he didn't even play. He barely played a game, so I think that it's really good for him just to actually get some action and prove that he's really good if he's not injured. And I thought that is really weird watching these games, but it's good for the NBA to be back. Um, yeah, agreeing with Jake, it's really good for the NBA to be back. It was weird. Me as a Mavericks fan, watching Seth Curry go eight for eight. From the three point range in two, in sixteen minutes, it was just crazy to watch. Thinking that he could do something like that, and Bull Bull, he had to get drug tested because he played so well. Like he went from not playing a game to to getting a six blocks on the NBA team, which I don't think I can't name a big man that can get six blocks a game and still hit threes and run transition like that. Yeah, so Bobo really put on a show in that game. There were also some, like when you said Seth Curry played really well. I thought it was interesting what the Magic did. They started Jokic at point guard, which was kind of a surprise because, you know, obviously he is a good passer. You know, he he does have a good amount of assists, but he's never really been like a point guard like Ben Simmons. So I thought that was a surprise. But everyone, who do you you think the most surprising player was? Mine is Bobo. Who was theirs? Mine Um, is... Sir Bull in the Bull because he just put on a show and had to get steroid tested. Uh, so that proves that most surprising player in the, I think, 10 or whatever scrimmages so far. Um, for me, it was definitely Seth Curry. Yeah, and for me, it was Bull Bull. Okay. And there were a lot of great performances, so let's talk a little more NBA before we move on to NFL. What, do you guys, what are you guys' predictions for um, coming up? postseason um i'll start off with my like nba finals so i'm a knicks fan so they're of course not in it because they're absolute terrible but for a playoffs i'm rooting for the boston celtics but my i think who's going to win i think is either gonna be the lakers the clippers or the milwaukee bucks so i i think that the clippers will win it but i'm hoping that the lakers really will because they lebron sort of deserves it right now yeah what do you guys think ben um um, for me, I'm a Mavericks fan, so the Mavericks are in the playoffs, so I'm rooting for them. But they they most likely will have to go in the Clippers in the first round, which they will lose. But some sleeper teams I have are definitely the OKC Thunder. I think they could go pretty far. I think, as Jake said, the Celtics. And maybe the Toronto Raptors, Pascal Siakam. But I really do think it's going to come down to... What team can stop the Lakers? I don't think the Clippers can in the seven-game series, and I don't think any team in the East has stands a shot. So I think it. I don't know my team from the East, but definitely the Lakers are the champions. Yeah. So I am a Nets fan, and having Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Spencer Dinwiddie, 
all of them not playing. DeAndre Jordan. They're not the best team right now. So, they're not going to do so good. <laughs> I mean, I have a, yeah. Best player on the team right now is, like, Paris Levert, and that's a sign of them. But I think, I think my take on the team who win the championship is the Milwaukee Bucks, is because I think Giannis is, like, unstoppable. I think they'll only lose if a team can, like, lock him down and hold him to, like, just... He has to have bad games. Yeah, and my, my take on the Nets is they, they basically lost their whole team. To put in their perspective, this is their starting lineup. Point guard Chris Kyoza, shooting guard Garrett Temple, small forward, they're probably their best player right now, Paris Levert. Power forward, you can help me on the pronunciation here. Timothy, Jake, you finish it for me. Um, it's at, their power forward is either Michael Beasley or Timothy Luau Caribou, and their center is... Most mostly most Jared Allen. So that is a absolute dog crap lineup. So they're not gonna do that well. Um, um also, um I know that I think the Raptors could take the Bucks in the seven game series and give them a run for their money. Just because Pascal Siakam, I think, can hold Giannis to some games where he'll make where where he'll will where Pascal will make all the other people in the Bucks show up. My only question is, without Kawhi, are people like the role players going to step up in the playoffs? And one more thing I want to mention, during the Heat-Kings game, we saw like, Duncan Robinson make like six threes in a row. Was that like four or six or something like that? Yeah. Um, Duncan Robinson went to Michigan, so I like him a lot. Yep, he'll be a Michigan boy too. Um, okay, so Jake, anything else, any other NBA topics you want to discuss? Um, no, I think uh, actually we're gonna do we're gonna do like boom or bust for the NFL, but we could do it for the NBA too right now if we want. So I'll yeah, I'll name some players to and I'll ask you guys if you think they're gonna be like be a boomer like a bust player. And my first player is uh, is Lamelo Ball. So Jake, what's your take on Lamelo? Okay, so. Lamelo is a very interesting player. You know, we we see his brother right now, Alonzo, on the Pelicans. His brother Angel is playing with Thunder G League team. You know, this guy's been hyped since his freshman year in high school, and I I do feel like he's going to be a great player. But he's not going to be an All Star. I'm I'm still going to go with the Boom, but I'm not going. He's not going to be like a top. He's not going to finish as a top guy of all time. He's not going to be a top five point guard in the league, but he's still going to be like a maybe a two time All Star in his career. You know. I think a team, I don't know what team he'll be drafted by, you know, the Knicks might be a fit, there are a few other teams that could fit for him, but I'm going to go with Boom. Um, for me, it's just going to all depend on his defense for me, because we all know his playmaking, we all know he can shoot, we all know he's been, he scored 92 points in a high school game as a sophomore, which is insane, but really, I think it will be his defense, and if he can find a team that he really, like, fits into their system. Like, I think teams like the Timberwolves, the Suns, and the Knicks are the three teams I think he would fit well with. But if he goes into a system, if he goes into a system that is not, if that requires him to play a lot of defense, I don't think he'll be that good. But I still think, like Jake said, not going to be an all-star. He might be a two-time all-star, not a top-five point guard, but I'll say boom. Yeah, so I think that he has to be really consistent because, like, 
he's the type of player that could either be like really good or really bad. And with him just like forcing up a lot of shots, he he just has to be consistent. But I think he'll be really good, like a Trey Young or some like someone like that with like good ball handling and shooting. So I think he's gonna be a boom like a future top five point guard. Um, so coming off Drew and Ben and Jake, I think maybe a couple all-star appearances in his career. But I think if he's drafted by like the Warriors who need defense in their system and he won't really fit because they already have Steph and Clay, I think that he might have a very, very bad career. But if he's drafted by the New York Knicks or like the Minnesota Timberwolves or a Phoenix Suns who need point guards, he could have a really, really good like career wise. So no one really knows how good he's gonna be, I think I'm just gonna guess. I'm gonna guess. Boom! But no one really can tell because we haven't seen him play that much. So, our next player that we can talk about is James Wiseman, who is a center power forward guy that went to that went to Memphis but didn't actually play because he just wanted to focus on the NBA. So, Jake, what's your take on Wiseman? I love James Wiseman. I think he's a hundred percent boom. I think he's gonna possibly be a top center in the league, like in his prime. He he's. He's, he's a threat from three. He's a threat in the post. He's a threat in defense. So he, he's um he's a great player, and I really like him. And I think he has great potential. What what do you guys think? Um, for me, I agree. James Wiseman is the new style big man. He can do stuff in the post. He can get rebounds, but he's a stretch big, which teams are now looking for stretch bigs. Teams going into rebuilds. I think the Warriors could really use him. I think any team could really use him because he's just a new style big man. I think the Knicks and the Warriors are the top two pitch man because they both need centers and he's a non-traditional center. He's a stretch big, so I think he's going to be a boom. Um, what's your take on Wiseman? Well, so I think like his play style fits in like the like modern NBA. And I think, like, in his prime, he will be a top center in the league, if not the best center in the league. And I think just, like, having him to be, like, a stretch center, like, it will really, like, it just fits in the NBA right now with, like, all the shooting because teams are shooting a lot more threes than they used to. So I think he'll be a boom, and I think he'll, I think he'll be a top center in the league. So... My take on James Wiseman is coming out of high school, he was the number four recruit and the best center coming out. But he didn't actually play for Memphis. He only played one scrimmage against, I think it was Houston or something like that. And he had, like, 24 points and, like, 10 boards and, like, four blocks. So just based off that, he looks like an absolute animal. I think he could be probably the number one pick in the whole entire league or number two because of Lamella Wall. But I think that his best fit is probably the Golden State Warriors because they need a center. The Knicks, I think he would be a great fit, but they already have Mitchell Robinson, so he'd have to play for the four, which would be good, but also I don't really know because he hasn't played power forward. But I think he's definitely going to be a boom and a great player in, in the future. My so. final, like, another thing to say about James Wiseman is I have a question about competition because he went up against not even, like, a top college team. He's never played against pros. He's never He hasn't really even played at the college level. So how is he going to go and play in the NBA with some of the best players? But I still think he has a bright future. Okay. 
So we're, our last, we're going to do two more players, and the first one is Cole Anthony, who is a point guard out of UNC. Um, Jake, what's your take on Cole Anthony? Okay, so um, I probably have a different take from you guys. I think Cole Anthony is going to be a bust. These are my reasons. Um, the thing with him, he takes so many shots, and he does not have a good shooting percentage. He's not a great defender. I, I feel like he's going to be the type of guy who's going to just ISO it every time. He's not going to really be... He's not going to pass the ball. Last year, last year at college, he didn't have a great percentage from the field or from three. He took the most shots on the team. So I don't really think he's going to work out from, like, the defense side of the game and, like, being a point guard. So that's my take on him. Um, Although I do agree with the defensive side, I think Cole Anthony, he just needs to develop. Like, there are some players who can just go on a team and make instant impact. But I think Cole Anthony's a guy that's going to develop. And I think I I think at the beginning of the career, at the beginning, at the beginning of his career, people are going to think he's going to be a bust. But once he hits his prime around three, four years in the league, I think we could be seeing all-stars. I think we could see him just really taking over the NBA. And I think he could definitely be better than the mellow ball. I think he's he's definitely a good player. My only question, though, is his defense and if he can not be the number one, like, option in an offense and work off of other people or if he just has to only create his own shot. Um, yeah, so on top of Ben, I think that, like, that he, like, he his first couple of years, he won't be consistent and he won't have a good shooting percentage. Just like LaMelo Ball. But I feel like over his career, career he'll learn and he'll develop and he'll, and he'll learn. I think he'll be good at defense. But I think he'll develop and he'll start to be smarter. And in his arm, I think he'll be like a top five point card in the league. Um, so, um, I definitely agree with Drew on this. And I know that Colanthi is not that good defense, so he might have to develop that. But, I mean, Jake, just look at these numbers. I mean, he did take 16 shots a game, only shot 38%. But when your dad plays in the NBA, you have that, your, your dad has the experience to teach you all that stuff. He averaged over, definitely over, like, five assists a game. He has one, one of the best ball handling skills in the entire draft class. He has an okay shot from mid-range, good layup package. I think his comparison will be Kyrie Irving, just without the defensive skills needed. I think if he can develop well, he could definitely be number one point guard in our entire league. I mean, he might ISO a lot and be like Kyrie, Trey Young, but he's definitely going to be a top player in our league. So, our last player we can talk about is Anthony Edwards, who is the is a shooting guard out of the University of Georgia. So, Jake, what's your take on Anthony Edwards? I love Anthony Edwards. I think he's going to be a stud. Um, I'm definitely going to go for the boom side. You know, he's um he's a shooting guard, small forward guy, right? He's a point guard, shooting guard guy, actually. He plays mostly shooting guard. Okay, but um, he did put up really good numbers last year, 19 points a game. I, I think he has a, he shot really well from the field. He shot over 40%. So I think, I don't think he's going to make an, an impact, impact like the three, first three years. He's going to have to develop a little bit. But I think later in his career, he could definitely be like a two-star. I don't think he's ever going to be a one-star on the team, but definitely a two-star, and I think... He could turn into an all-star type player. What do you guys think? Um, for me, I think Anthony Edwards is the best player, best talent going into this draft. 
I think that he can make an instant impact. I think on it in the right system like Lamella Ball. I think the Timberwolves, the Timberwolves is a really good fit for him because he can work alongside Carl Anthony Towns, and I really think I can compare him to like he he's he's like he's like a Devin Booker with his with the shooting percentages, and he can play more defense than Devin Booker can, and I really think later in his career, he could be, like, one of the faces of the league, I really think, and it might take him a year or two to develop, really, like, get used to the NBA, like, every player needs a year or two to get used to it, but I think he's the top player in this class. So, I sort of disagree with Ben, like, not fully, I think he'll be I don't think he'll be like a top five shooting guard, top five point guard. I think he'll be like uh, the second option on his team, but I think he'll still be really good. And as his career goes on, he'll get better and better. But I just don't think he'll be like a top five player or shooting guard in the league. Um. So, I actually agree with Ben. I think Anthony Edwards has no, not not the best player going to draft, but talent-wise, he has one most potential going in. I think he could be one of the faces of the NBA in about four or five years. I think he needs to develop a little more, but he has tons of talent. And play like players like Devin Booker, Shea Gilchrist, Alexander, because he has a little good ball handling side. Um, not he's not more like a he's not like a playmaking type of player. More just of getting the ball, likes to, likes to shoot the ball, get some good layups in, and is running shots. So I think. He could be maybe a number. I think he'll be a number one option on his team late in the future, like six years from now. But like in the next like three years, he could be like a number two, three option, average or solid like sixteen, seventeen points a game. And I think that he's just gonna be the most talented going into draft. Is gonna be a boom. So oh, now we're the last thing we're gonna talk about is just the NFL. They say it's is back. The NFL is gonna happen. So, what, Jake, what's your thought on this? So, obviously, on our weekly roundup, our last weekly roundup with Ben, we kind of talked about how, like, the NFL might not be able to work out because they're tackling each other every play, they're touching each other, I don't, and there's so many guys on the team, like, all on the side, all the coaches, all the staff, players, so I, I feel like, I don't really like the decision of football coming back, I think they could have waited a little longer just to make sure every everything was good with, like, the virus going down a little bit. But I'm not a big fan of their return to play. But even though I love football, I want, I'm really excited to see them play. I, I don't think it's a safe thing right now. Um. Yeah, from a fan's perspective, this is what we wanted. We wanted football back. Like, fantasy football, every Sunday you get to watch football. Like, football, in my opinion, is the most entertaining sport to watch. But also... How are their protocols going to work? And say say there's a game between, like, the Giants and the, the Buccaneers, and one person catches COVID, that exposes everybody on the sideline, everybody, everybody in the stadium, all the cameramen, all the coaches, like, every single player. And how is it going to work? Is Are those people going to have to quarantine? Or is it going to be everybody in the league? But say next week the Giants had to play the Jets. Will they be able to play or will they have to forfeit? So I don't know how it's going to work, but I'm excited that football is going to come back. Yeah, so I agree with Ben. Like being as a football fan, 
I really want football to come back. But, like, with people tackling and just being on top of each other, and if one person catches COVID, like, it will be exposed to the whole field. And with everybody tackling each other, it can, like, I just don't think, I think they should have waited, like, a couple more months. Because, like, football, there's a lot of people on the field and on the sideline, and it could spread very easily. And I just don't think it's a good idea. Um, so I agree with all of you guys. Like, I don't know how it's going to work. But this, the base of it is we don't know how the NFL is going to happen with all the pro calls. But it's great from a fan's perspective. We get to watch football. And it's, that's why I agree with what you guys have been saying. So I think that's going to wrap up our podcast, our weekly roundup. So thank you guys for listening to the view, to our listeners. Please make sure to like our podcast on SoundCloud, Apple, and Spotify. Follow, and follow us on Instagram at Swish. And thank you guys so much for listening, and have a great day. See you guys. Thank you guys for joining us. Peace.